Good morning, Chevia Churches. Good morning to those joining us from elsewhere. Everyone's very welcome. And we worship together on this first Sunday of Advent. There are just a few intimations. Um, the Advent study group is going to begin and we'll meet at the manse on Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. And I will be at Yetham at the church on Wednesdays between 10 and 12 if anyone needs to see me. And the Morbato Choir is starting and this week we'll meet on Wednesday at 10 o'clock at the church. Usually it's Tuesdays. I think these are all the, the intimations. A call to worship from a branch sprouting Hope is coming. The heavens are shifting. Hope is coming. A troubled world waits. Hope is coming. Lord, we, your people, wait patiently, hanging on with Advent hope. We bring ourselves to you. We bring you our worship. And our first hymn is the hymn 273, O come, O come, Emmanuel. We sing verses 1, 4, and 5. And... Thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. 
God of light, God of love. Our praises and prayers overflow with hope as the season of Advent opens. You come to your people to dwell with us. You come with power, not to dominate, but to transform. You come with promises, not to give us what we want, but to make all things new. You come with signs of your deep love for the world. You come and your truth breaks forth, shattering lies and half-truths and setting your people free. Your coming is our hope. And so we offer you our worship and gratitude and anticipation. Come into our lives again, O God, and show us how to hope in the face of all that is discouraging. For we gather in the name of hope made flesh, Jesus Christ, your promise and our desire. Surprising God, forgive our sleepiness in the presence of your splendor. Forgive us for abandoning hope so quickly and expecting the same old thing in the same old way. Forgive us for underestimating your power to do a new thing. Awaken us to your holy, hopeful presence. Awaken us so we may watch and wait for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. And the one who comes with justice also comes with mercy. The God of judgment is a Christ of compassion. Do not be afraid, but rejoice in the God who comes to us. And we say together our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And that both churches will be lighting the first of our Advent candles and we'll be saying we light this candle for all God's people struggling to be bearers of hope in a troubled world. As we wait for God's promise, give light and give hope. So you can imagine the candle being lit. And then we have our readings, and the first reading is from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 33, just a short reading, verses 14 to 16. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise that I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up from David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is a name by which it will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 21. And of course, we're in a, a new church year, and this is a, the year C. 
Luke 21 and verse from verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live in the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. And this is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we have the hymn 339, Sing of Andrew, God's Disciple. And it's verses 1 and 3. And we have our weekly prayer. Almighty God, as a new day dawns on this Advent Sunday, we give thanks for the first glimmers of the light, which reminds us of the coming of your Son, Jesus Christ, 
into our world. We believe that your light has the power to overcome all our darkness and pray that throughout the season of Advent, we may share in the mystery of the Incarnation. Amen. It was 1905 and a librarian in Brooklyn in the United States had taken exception to the book Huckleberry Finn. She didn't think it was appropriate reading for children and wanted it banned from the children's library. Now, the director of the libraries for New York contacted the author, Mark Twain. And when Mark Twain replied, he did so slightly ironically and said that he quite understood. For his parents had forced him to read the Bible from cover to cover in his early teens, and he had found it a traumatic experience. And he recommended that the Bible be removed from the shelves too. The Bible can certainly have some disturbing passages. And the passage we read from Luke this morning, sometimes called Luke's Little Apocalypse, can make uncomfortable reading. Especially at the start of Advent, where we're looking for something warm, something comforting. The whole chapter talks about nation rising up against nation, wars, earthquakes, famine, plague, persecution. And in our passage today, people are perplexed by the waves, by the sea, by the tides. The whole world seems to be falling apart. I think it's very easy to look around us and always to see signs of disaster. To look around at what's happening and be anxious. The recent COP26 conference has drawn our attention to the extreme weather patterns, if we hadn't noticed them already, and to the climate emergency. The COVID pandemic is still very much with us, and some states in Europe are going back into lockdown this winter. The migrant situation is, is bad. So many desperate for safety, and they're taking enormous risks. They're trying to cross the channel. And we saw this week that some died in doing so. There's much talk about racism. There's misogyny. There's sleaze. All around, it seems to be bad news. The prophet Jeremiah is often accused as being a prophet of bad news, of doom and gloom. But in our reading today, he gives hope, for he talks about a shoot sprouting, a shoot who would bring safety, who would bring security to Jerusalem and to Judah. It was a positive sign. And equally in the Gospels, for Luke, in the middle of this apocalypse, records the, the, the bad news, but then says that the Son of Man will come in the clouds. And in verse 28 says, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is near at hand. In other words, don't be anxious. Don't give in to fear, for there is 
hope. Your redemption is near. And Luke goes on to talk about the fig tree bursting into blossom in the summer as a sign of the times. And Advent is certainly a season of hope as we wait, as we anticipate the coming of Christ at Christmas. And this morning we sang that hope is the candle, a candle that never burns up, that continues on and on. And so hope will go on. There are signs of hope around us. I, I often get the, the eye newspaper and on a Saturday there's a page of good news stories. Stories like the deaf actress Rose in Strictly Come Dancing, who with her partner seems to have made such a, a big impact. Not least because being deaf, she can't always hear the music. But last week, as they, they started to dance as usual, but then in the middle of the routine, the music stopped. But they continued to dance. And suddenly, we were in Rosie's world, the world of deafness. And I didn't see it, but I, I can imagine how powerful an impact it would have been. It would have really put you in the shoes of someone with a disability. To me, that's a sign of hope. And if we look around us, Sure, we can see signs of hope everywhere. This Advent, we prepare for the coming of Christ who gave the world hope and whose words, words of salvation, words of promise, will never pass away. As his followers of people of faith, we are to be grounded in that hope and show it in our relation with the world and with those around us. The hope born in Bethlehem and the hope that allows us to reimagine a world that is just and fair, where we can live out the radical love of Christ for all. Let us not be afraid, but live out the Advent hope. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Another hymn about Andrew, because we're in St. Andrew's tide, and is 509. Jesus calls us o'er the tumult, verses 1, 2, and 5.
we have our prayers of dedication and intercession. Let us pray. Holy and righteous God, we offer our gifts with humble hearts, and with them we bring ourselves to be used ever in your service. Spirit of hope, when the world is confusing and bleak, you pierce the despair with your word and renew our vision of God's possibilities for our lives. Thank you for lessons learned, for changes of heart, for new discoveries made and hope restored, even as the pandemic stretches on. As the world around us prepares for a long, cold sleep of winter, we pray for those who feel the burden of loneliness and isolation. Remember those without homes to shelter in and those forced to leave their homes through conflict or natural disaster or political upheaval. We remember those who've lost their lives this week in the English Channel and all who continue to risk that crossing. Spirit of hope, shelter all these under your wings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God of peace, there is strife and disagreement all around us these days, sometimes in our own lives and relationships, but also in many nations and neighbourhoods. We pray for places where violence and cruelty appear to win the day. We think especially of Afghanistan. We think of the, the conflict in Ethiopia. We think of situations closer to home that we carry in our hearts. God of peace, work for a just and peaceful resolution to prevail. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator of joy, we give you thanks for moments of joy and celebration in our lives, for pleasure given and received, for quiet times of reflection and conversation, and for the many ways that allow us to keep in contact with those we love. As the days grow colder, we remember those who feel bitter while others rejoice, for those who grieve the loss of loved ones and those who face a bleak winter for whatever reason. Creator of joy, bring them light and warmth in the season ahead, and let your joy shine through us as compassionate companions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O love divine, made flesh in Christ, you call us into communion with you and community with one another. We pray for your church and for our congregation, especially at this time when we envisage new kinds of ministry. May love guide all your people as we plan for our life and mission. We remember before you our families and our friends, whether nearby or far away. Love divine, bless each one of them with your love and help us to express our gratitude and concern for each other in word and in action. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. 
And our closing hymn is a hymn 477. Lo, he comes with clouds descending. Verses 1, 3 and 4. And now go in eager expectation, awaiting and watchful for the coming of Christ. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and be with those whom you love and those whom we're called to love this day and even forevermore. Amen.